Are you looking to pursue excellence and take your success to the next level? You're in the right place. Welcome to Excellence Mindset with your host, Ryan James Miller. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast. I hope you've been enjoying what we've shared to date, and I'm looking forward to my conversation today with Devin Higgins. Uh, Devin is the VP of Sales and Marketing with Photo Up, as well as Folio Websites, and we're going to get into a little bit of that conversation today. Um, this was a, a unique uh, opportunity for me in the sense that uh, somebody on Devin's team had reached out and uh, was looking for an opportunity to potentially share a little bit about what they were doing as an organization. And uh, as so many of us and probably you that are listening today know, um, you know, podcasting has just been a great way to help um, to help individuals just share the message of uh, who they are, what they're all about, of their brand, of their organization. And uh, so it's it's really exciting that uh, that that happened and that I was introduced to Devin and so I'm looking forward to the conversation. We did have a conversation previously, and I know there's some things that are going to come up that many of you are going to be really interested in hearing. So without further ado, Devin, welcome to the Excellence Mindset Podcast. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Awesome, man. So uh, I gave a, a very corporate introduction. You got a title and uh, and an assignment of employer. Why don't you share just a little bit about kind of who you are behind that? Uh, what you do, kind of, you know, what you're all about. Sure, sure. Um, so I actually live up in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, with my wife and my one daughter who was just born this year. Um, and yeah, I'm a kind of guy that is outgoing, likes to talk with people, likes to do new things, um, loves sports, loves soccer. That's kind of my passion. Um, and yeah, just kind of helping others and figuring out different ways. Um, that I can have business, be a part of building relationships and building into people, um, and really looking for, yeah, long-term growth for myself and others. Awesome. Yeah. And I know you, uh, you spent some time, uh, as a coach, correct, uh, in the athletic world, particularly in soccer, right? That is true. Yeah. Um, started coaching for me back in college, uh, went to school at Michigan state university, uh, played on the club soccer team over there. And my coach actually got me into coaching some different youth teams. Um, and then I kept that going, uh, my junior senior year of college and started coaching again, as soon as I got out, um, and coached a couple of local club teams here in Grand Rapids. Um, and then actually worked my way up to coaching at the collegiate level, um, a local college here in Grand Rapids called Davenport University. Um, coached there, or assisted their women's team uh, for a season and helped out with that. And then unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess either way you could look at it, um, had to kind of put that aside um, and focus more on the businesses because they started to take off, which was both a good and a bad thing. But yeah, I always love coaching and being around the game and helping players and people anyway I can. Yeah. Do you play anymore? I do. I play in a couple of little rec leagues around here, do a, a men's league in the summer and then do a co-ed team in the winter just to kind of quote unquote stay in shape, although I don't know how well it's doing that. But 
you know, it's kind of funny. I mean, I, I played a little bit of soccer, uh, in gosh, let's see, it would have been at the uh, elementary school age and, um, and, but I had always kind of just played for fun Had a lot of friends that played and man, I remember, I think I was in my early twenties. Uh, I def, I wasn't completely proud of the time of my life in the sense that, you know, we were out doing a lot of partying and things like that. And mm-hmm. a bunch of us decided that we were going to get together and form an indoor league or an indoor team for one of the rec leagues that was here in Southern California. And oh my gosh, I mean, talk about like exposure to being out of shape. You know, I mean, the pace (laughs) was so fast and, uh, you know, half the guys, uh, Thankfully, I didn't run into this, but, you know, some of the guys were, you know, coming in hungover and just, you know, sick on the bench. And it was just, it was pathetic. (laughs) Oh, man. It's just such an intense sport. So, I mean, when you say, you know, trying to keep in shape, I mean, obviously there's probably a difference from when you were playing consistently to when you're kind of playing for fun. But it really is a sport that that you you have to be conditioned reasonably well, even to play at a recreational level. Absolutely. It's a, it's a wake up call when you get out there, even after a couple weeks off, like a holiday break and coming back and trying to play. Um, the fun part now, um, is when you go out and you play and you start realizing that there are kids out there that are beating you that you used to coach. (laughs) And you say, Hey, wait a second. (laughs) I knew you when you were, I mean, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. And now you're out here kicking my butt. So, oh man, (laughs) that that's gotta be rough. Oh, it is. It's a little reality check and kind of a, a telling of my age that I probably won't be able to do this forever. But well, I can. I try and get out there. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right. So there's this this shift in your life. Uh, you say business is taking off. I'm sure there was a bit of, um, you know, uh, I know my wife does this, you know, or has done this in the past. You know, it's like, OK, you know, we got we got to start seeing some revenue or some income come <laughs> into this household. And so, um, you know, with opportunity obviously presents reward. And so you begin to step into a more involved role uh, in the organization that that you're in. And so what did that transla- transition look like for you or what was it about the business that was really uh, drawing you in? um, to a place where you just, you couldn't split your time as often anymore. Yeah. So really at that time, and this is probably back in early, uh, 2014, um, I was actually working kind of three different gigs. Uh, one of them was the coaching, uh, over at Davenport. The other was my own small sales and marketing business that I had spun up out of a a previous company that I was working for that unfortunately didn't end well, but I decided to go out on my own and do my own thing. Um, and then the other thing was just doing some part-time work for this company called photo up, uh, that I had met and known the two co-founders by working in a co-working space and actually playing soccer with them, uh, on a rec league and then had built up a relationship and they said, Hey, Devin, I know you kind of do your own side sales and marketing gig as well as the coaching. Um, would you like to help us doing some part-time sales and marketing as well? Um, so I said, yes, didn't really know a ton about the company, knew that it was involved with, photography and photographers. And I knew they did photo editing. Um, And I knew they had a small team over in the Philippines. But other than that, didn't really know too much about the business, Um, but just really loved the guys, uh, Christian and Chris, who had started the thing. And I was excited to jump on board with them. Um, So I took that kind of doing these three smaller part-time gigs. Um, And then over time, really throughout the next kind of couple months or a year, um, I just fell in love with what I was doing with them, uh, with the people they were, with the team that I was being able to work with, uh, and just the the mission and the vision and the passion that they had 
for their team um, and what they were doing. Uh, just really working uh, very closely with this small team over in the Philippines um, to try to make lives better, uh, better for them over there, better for our clients over here. Um, and just really grinding it out every day, trying to find new clients, trying to build new systems, uh, trying to figure out new ways of sales and marketing to get new clients in the door. Um, and really, at the end of the day, with this mission and vision of being able to provide creative jobs for young individuals over in the Philippines to be able to keep them in country um, so that they could uh, stay with their families and provide money for themselves and their family uh, without having to go into some of these foreign overseas worker programs um, and what they call brain drain, right? When the best and the brightest folks in a country end up leaving that country um, and then kind of paralyzing it uh, even more because of the best and brightest being drawn out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to get back to that in a minute because I I, I do want to spend some time there because I think that is um, uh, obviously probably really interesting to a lot of people, but I think it's very practical. But before I do, because I want to rewind a, uh, just a minute. So two things that came to mind as you were sharing. So first up, what was it to you about uh, uh, about that organization um, that, that drew you in? Because, I mean, you say photography is kind of just like saying sales or real estate or, and actually know that real estate and photography kind of go together for you guys. But like, you know, it's such a general term and there's just not a ton of allure there uh, um, uh, too often in the sense of like, oh, I definitely can get into that industry and make a bunch of money and differentiate myself. Sure. So, so what was it that really drew you into either the organization and, or that industry? Yeah. Um, for me personally, the, the business itself and the industry and kind of the niche that they had carved out was already set even before I joined. Um, and really, it was truly the people that I got to work with. Um, I didn't know much about photography. Uh, I didn't know hardly anything about real estate. Um, I knew sales and marketing because that was my background from college and what I had been doing the past couple of years. Um, but other than that, I really just kind of dove in with two feet because I really enjoyed working with uh, the two founders and the team that I'd gotten to know uh, over in the Philippines. So that was really the differentiator for me. Uh, and I actually had one of the founders um, take me out a couple, this was probably a couple months uh, into me working with them. And as I'm going through and I'm chatting back and forth with him as I'm working part-time and saying, hey, Chris, you know, um, I'm not sure what I want to do long-term. I like you guys. I love it. I'm obviously not making a ton of money because I'm part-time. I have these other side gigs. I have the coaching thing. Like I could go kind of these three separate routes. Um, but do you have any advice for me on what I should be kind of trying to look for and um, look to as I move forward? And he said, you know what, Devin, um, you're going to work your entire life and you're going to spend a good chunk of your life um, working in some level or at some capacity. Uh, my advice to you would be to figure out who the people are that you want to work with um, and really try to put the what you're doing maybe aside a little bit and look at the who you're doing it with uh, because that's going to be the more important part because when you come into the office every day, right, when you're thinking about waking up in the morning, um, it's those people that are around you that are going to keep you going and not necessarily what you're doing on a day-to-day -day and what the task is you're put in front of that day, but it really comes down to the family that you build um, in the office space, right? That is going to keep you motivated every single day to come in and do a great job. So I really took that to heart. Um, and I started just thinking about, hey, who I really wanted to be around, who was making me a better person, um, if I was making other people better as well. 
and what I could really grow into long-term. So that kind of led me to the path of photo. And did you have a previous relationship with the owner before that time? Yeah. So it was just, like I said, we had kind of met each other um, in a co-working space here in Grand Rapids, uh, just sitting across the desk from them. Uh, We both had our own little dedicated area in the co-working space that we'd come into every day. They'd work on their stuff. We'd work on our stuff. Um, And then it all started again from soccer. Uh, They had reached out and I think they just stood up and said, hey, is anybody um, play soccer? Does anybody want any subs for their team? And I said, yeah, I've got a team. We're playing later this week. Do you guys want to join in? Uh, We started that way. And then just having a couple of drinks after work, going out in different group activities uh, within the co-working space and just kind of hit it off with them, uh, both Chris and Christian. Uh, Christian, who is now the CEO, and Chris, who is still on our board. Um, and yeah, I just, I just fell in love with those guys, really liked what they were doing, really loved the passion that they had for what they were doing and where they wanted the company to go. And I just wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. So that, that's awesome. And I really hope that people hear that, uh, and, and really consider that deeply for a lot of areas of their life. So what I just heard you say there was there was a relationship built and trust established, credibility established all ahead of time of them ever asking you about potentially coming to work for them, right? Absolutely. Um, yep. And 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 not that, which which again is so beautiful. It was never anybody's intention the day that you guys first shook hands or stood up and had your faces painted some crazy color with the jersey on because you were rooting <laughs> for some soccer team. That's what you guys do, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, um, you know, bef- before before you, you know, you asked for some kind of commitment, there was, there was never an intention. It was just, Hey, let's just build a relationship. Let's get to know each other. And I absolutely love that because, you know, in sales, that's, I mean, that's a necessity. And yet too many people are too quick to rush to ask for the sale, right? Like that's the everyday LinkedIn connection request that you get that either like sells you in the connection, which is crazy to me, or what's even more frustrating is, is they put together some reasonably nice invitation to connect and then you hit accept and then you get your auto response, which is, would you like a 30 minute conversation to sit down so I can tell you all the ways that I can make your business money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Always what's in it. Yeah, what's in it for me, right? Um, yeah, it's crazy. I benefit from that, not not any kind of mutual benefit. <laughs> so, not that everybody's practicing it, but at least it's common sense, and 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 there's some common understanding in the sales B two B world where that's the case, right? Like, don't do that. Build a relationship first. Sure. But what I really appreciate is you are. Uh, sharing a story about that happening in the uh, in, in the people hiring business space, right? Like, y- you know, it was it was an opportunity for an organization. Again, not intentional, but but just by way of like practice of probably life that they were just trying to build relationships with people to see where where things may go, whether that's a friendship or a business relationship or whatever. And so then all these months or whatever later, when he came to you and he said to you, like, you know. Um, you're going to work your whole life and you need to make sure that, you know, wherever you work, right, is, is going to be the place that you love. And it's, you know, you're going to earn the money that you want, right? It's going to fulfill all these things like that. That statement, apart from a relationship, is BS to me, right? Like and and whether it really is or not, we don't know. But but when someone sits across the table from you and says, you know, I just want the best for you. It's like you don't even know me. 
Like you, <laughs> you may, but like, how can you say that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, that's awesome. So that, so then that's very telling of you as an organization in terms of your culture, which I love. So then you take that, right. That that's kind of how you come on board. And then one of the things I know that you've pursued, and we're going to get back to specifically what you guys do, because I actually think there's some uniqueness there that we didn't tap into yet that I want to get back to. Mm -hmm. But um, I I know that one of your primary responsibilities is sourcing these employees in the Philippines. and, And you may have to fix some of my language here, but like sourcing these employees in the Philippines and then helping to develop them to become great employees, great people. So they produce not just for you guys, but produce a great life for themselves. Correct. Is that kind of right? Yep. Okay. Uh, So, so how do you take what you have learned, like what you believe in the organization? How do you take that and then insert that into a different culture, a different context, uh, sometimes probably a different language. Like, how do you do that effectively? Because that for people, whether or not they're doing that internationally or literally from cubicle to cubicle, that is an art to me. So how do you do that well? Yeah, um, it doesn't come easy, (laughs) first of all, right? Um, When you're working with a team, and as I started with the photo up team, we were maybe only 10 people total. Um, we've now grown over the past four, five years um, to be a company at its largest uh, in the summertime at about 250 full-time employees. Um, so trying to kind of create that culture one and then sustain it through that growth has definitely had its challenges. And I think you have that challenge with any business that's growing that fast, let alone a business where your executive team is thousands of miles away on the other side of the world, right? Um, And you don't look like me. You don't talk like me. You don't walk like me. Exactly. Um, So I think one of the biggest things that we did to kind of drive home that culture, um, it's kind of two, maybe threefold. Um, One is that the directors that we have over in Cebu in the Philippines, and that's the island that we're located on, which is the second largest island in the, uh, in the Philippines. Um, the directors, and we have six of them now over there, are some of the people who have been with the company the longest. Um, our director of editing was one of our, I believe she was our second or third editor overall. Um, and now she runs this team of about 200 uh, editing employees. Um, And she has worked her way from the ground up and loves the mission, loves the vision, knows what we're all about, has worked with us through all of these different changes and growth experiences. Um, We also have our director of engineering who's built our platform from the ground up, right? Who has been through all these things as well. Um, And really over there, it's that team of directors that kind of disseminates that culture and that idea and the feeling of who we are and what PhotoUp is about and what Folio is about to the rest of that team. So it's never a top down, hey, this is uh, the white man coming in and telling you what to do. Um, It really is ingrained in that. It's them telling each other, hey, this is what I've done. This is what I've learned from this company. um, And this is what we feel you guys should do too. So one, it's the director team, I think. Um, Two is this idea of how do you create a culture from around the world, right? How do you brand that? How do you get to be a Google? How do you get to be maybe not a Facebook now with what Facebook's going through, but the same (laughs) idea, right? Um, 
of creating that really cool culture. So we know that the team loves design um, and they love uh, little taglines or little sayings, right? Um, and they love to be together and they like anything that's cool or new or hip. Um, cause we have a lot of young employees. I mean, just about a, this year, I think we had, um, our director team, a majority of us turned 30. And before that, I think 95% of our employees were under the age of 30. Right. Um, so, so a lot of young employees over there. So we came up with this idea of an acronym that kind of held all of our core values uh, and then created a logo around it. So the acronym was fresh, uh, and that stands for flourishing respect, excellence, setting goals, and having fun. Uh, so F-R-E-S-H. And we created a logo. We created some branding around it. We made stickers. We made t-shirts. We made hats. Um, and we gave this all to the team and said, hey, wear this. Check it out. What do you think? Do you like it? Is it awesome? Is it cool? And they took it and they ran with it. Um, they put it on their own clothing, right? They put it on their bicycles. They put it on their helmets, um, whatever they could do. And they liked the idea of it, I think, because one, it looked cool and it was fun to say, and it was fun to be a part of. Um, and two, they knew and understood the values. Um, so every time I get to go over to the Philippines and be with the team, we always do fun little quizzes and games around the idea of fresh. Um, and just again, driving home those core values that we have as a company and a team, um, that are kind of disseminated to everybody. So, so hold on a minute. So, you created a you 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 have this word that turns into this acronym that you create a logo for that you build all this branding around that now your team has totally gobbled up and yet that is all branded around a cultural set of beliefs yeah, just our kind of core values um, as a company. And it's uh, it's a fun thing that you can wear. You can put fresh on anything, photo up fresh, fresh 2019, fresh 2016, 2017, 18, right? Um, the team creates videos, puts fresh in the videos. Um, the team creates their own designs and puts it on t-shirts, right? Um, it's just kind of taking a life of its own at some levels. That is un... I, I've, I've never heard of people going... <laughs> to that extent well right because like people will do things like that but it, it it always incorporates their own brand name right so i i think um you know obviously there's companies that are just um you know when we think of culture we think of the googles of this world we think of virgin american we think of uh, zappos um and in their own rights right or in in their own ways they've done a fantastic job of branding uh, themselves and then you know their employees identifying with you know them and the great place to work but to go beyond that and create a a, a brand out of your values is is just unbelievable to me like that that's a lot of length to go to <laughs> right but then like the the effect now i mean you guys you guys probably just like thank god every single day that 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 took off because people will never forget that yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it was anything that we sat down and said, this has to be our culture and this has to be something that the team accepts and wants to do. Like we, we just thought it was a cool, fun term. Um, and we got input from everybody. We said, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and release it at our Christmas party, put some branding out there, see what happens. And, and it just did, it took off. Um, we have flags and we create flags for every single one of our groups of editors and different departments and everything. 
Um, so we created a flag around fresh. Uh, and the team will take it out when they do team hikes or camping trips or s- scuba diving um, or going on a beach vacation. And they'll take this flag with them and they'll take photos with it and send it back to us. And we'll post them on our Facebook page or we'll feature them in a blog post um, because they just want to want to be a part of this and want to help share the story. So wow. it's it's been it's been pretty incredible. And again, um, nothing that was, I think, looked at. And I don't, I don't think you could do this with our photo up brand or with the folio brand. I don't think people get behind it the same way they do as, Hey, this is something that's completely outside, um, of just us selling photo editing or selling websites. This is just about the people. Um, and this is a way for them to get involved with the business in another way outside of doing their day-to-day work. Right. Yeah. I mean, like I, I, I want to, I'm going to have to just do, you know, dig into this a little bit more outside of this conversation. Cause I don't want to take it all up in this, but it, it's interesting to me that, you know, so as people, we will wear a brand a logo, like uh, whatever people, people go beyond just putting like, um, you know, wearing like a brand name, a piece of clothing, because, you know, that's the way to go. Like somebody will wear an Apple logo around their uh, neck or, you know, you see stickers or in here in Southern California, we see people all the time that um, they have the little Mickey Mouse um silhouette and it's an annual pass holder, right? Like they're proud to, to represent another brand because it's this unique identifier for them, right? Like create some commonality. Um, but you don't typically see people wearing the brand of the company that they work for, unless it's a clothing brand or, um, it's like a, a work related, right? Like, a um, uniform or something like that. And so you guys have, you guys have done a phenomenal job in in forcing though though I know that wasn't the way you wanted it to start but like almost like forcing your your people to live the culture by creating a brand around the culture and and then sharing that with everybody like there's got to be random people all throughout that area that look at that and go like what is that and then they tell them they're like well i want to be a part of that. that sounds like so much fun that that sounds like a great place and you make money and you like where you go to work like i mean that just seems to be such an attractant yeah yeah so we do i mean i think that is greatly helped us with the recruiting um, because we do hire so many folks every single year as we grow um, and bringing new people into the business. Uh, We also do fun things, right? Like um, our annual sports fest where we do, man, it probably is up to 10 or 15 different games and activities that go on for the course of like three or four months. And it includes basketball and online games and badminton and chess and just all sorts of different activities that every team and every shift participates in. Um, that also get crowds to come to these things, right? Uh, I was lucky enough to be able to be part of one of the basketball games uh, this past year. And just the amount of people that came to watch the game and hang out and enjoy and root everybody on that weren't part of the photo or portfolio team that just were around. Uh, but seeing people having fun and being a part of a community and a culture that's outside of the workplace, but still loves to do things together. Uh, I think it's powerful. Um, and I think you see it. I mean, I'm friends with a lot of our employees via Facebook and just seeing them going out and doing things at nights around the weekends and looking around at some of their pictures. And oh my gosh, it's the exact same team that work in the office together that are hanging out outside of the office. Um, so I think it all comes back to just that one thing that Chris, our, our co-founder told me and that the people that you're going to work with, you're also going to do life with. 
Um, and you want those people to be people that you want to be around because that is very important. And it's fun to see that kind of live through uh, and live on in, in the, co- the, uh, the culture over there. And so does that translate back to the U.S.? Yeah. So it's interesting. I always joke um, we're very remote here in the U.S. So our team is is set up kind of all over the place. We have the office here in Grand Rapids, and it's me and my colleague Alec over here who helps me out with sales and marketing. Uh, our CEO, Christian, is over in Bend, Oregon. Our COO is over in Victoria, Canada. Um, so we're very spread out. And then our folio team. Uh, so we have a couple of sales folks with the website company that are over in Detroit, Michigan. Um, and there's three people over there. So I always joke that, man, I can't wait to get back to the team and be over there with the team because their office space is so much cooler and they have so much stuff going on outside of work and it's just us two. But at the same time, we have our own thing going on over here and the Detroit team has their own thing going on and our CEO has his own thing. And when we do get big team onsites, we bring some of that culture to everybody here in the States as well. Um, and one big goal that we have is for every employee, uh, once they've been with us a certain amount of time, uh, is to go over to the Philippines and see that team and see that culture and be a part of that, uh, because that is so much of who we are and what we are. And I think you bring a piece of that with you uh, back to the U.S. every single time you go over. Um, so we have a great office. We have a great culture. It's fun. It's exciting. We're doing different things every day. Um, but there is something about being over there and being with that team that gets you energized, uh, that gets mm-hmm. you rejuvenated and being with your core group of people um, that you can't really, you can't kind of make that connection over here as much as you do when you get over there with the team. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, I mean, that that's just awesome. I mean, I absolutely love that for so many reasons. So uh, getting back to the the business now, so that's the cultural side. So, I mean, obviously, you're drawing all these people in, and people love what what you're all about culturally. But there's still work to do. And so, uh, again, I, I alluded to this earlier. You said, you know, this company photo up, and so uh, share a little bit about kind of the uh, kind of the intricacies of some of what that business is made up of. And and the uniqueness of maybe you guys versus somebody else that's out there. Yeah, yeah. So at its core, PhotoUp is a real estate photo editing service and platform uh, to help real estate photographers shoot more, edit less, and spend more time doing what they love. Whether that be spending more time with family and friends, growing their business, or doing whatever else it might be outside of sitting in front of a computer by yourself alone at night until three in the morning. Um, so that is the core of our business. We also have a bunch of other different products and services around real estate photography, things like floor plans, virtual furniture, um, and different management tools for managing your clients, managing your photos, storage of those photos, delivery and payment of those photos, which actually ties in our, our website company, Folio Websites. Um, but really the value proposition is to be able to provide somebody an editing service to where a photographer and specifically our niche is real estate. So a real estate photographer can shoot three, four, five, ten 10 homes a day. Sometimes uh, upload those photos to us at night. And then in the morning, our team has edited those photos in their custom style 
And then they're ready for them to go ahead and review and send out to their clients in the morning when they wake up. Um, so really a cost saver or a, a cost saver in some senses, uh, because there are other editing partners out there that do charge more and some that charge less, uh, but a time saver as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So you, you're primarily serving the real estate market that, uh, that is, that in and of itself is a highly competitive market, right? There are just, there's real estate agents everywhere. So do you work with any agent or are you looking for a specific type of agent when you guys are, are out hunting for business? Like yeah, what, so what's that profile? We actually work with no agents. Uh, we only work with real estate photographers and specifically photographers oh. who are professionals uh, and have to have a certain level of camera and have to take a certain quality of picture. So it's very micro niche, even within the real estate industry um, and even outside of agents. These are just photographers who are working with different agents and taking pictures specifically for them. Um, we just found that uh, our COO came to us and he was a photographer and still is a photographer. And his goal and passion in life was to help serve the photography community. Um, and we've stayed true to that. Uh, if a realtor comes to us with iPhone photos and they want us to edit them, um, unfortunately, we can't do that because we want to promote photographers and photography at large to help those folks be able to scale and grow their business. And what we know from just the, the statistics and the data, uh, home sell faster. And home sell for higher prices when you have professional real estate photography associated with the listing. Yep. Yep. Oh, absolutely. And so do you you vet them ahead of time? We do a testing uh, and a trial account with every single client that comes to us. Uh, they get two trial batches for $20. Um, and then we basically have them upload a sampling of photos. We try to match their style. Um, within those two batches, if they need more batches of photos to send us, so we hone in on that style, they can go ahead and upload more. Um, and if they have more feedback back and forth, we actually go back and forth with them until they're happy with the style that they receive. And then we go ahead and we let them go into one of our live subscription accounts. Okay. that I mean, that's great. So, I mean, it sounds like, again, this uh, this really comes back to this like foundational um, set of core values, but it's not just about, Hey, we want to go out there and, and generate a bunch of revenue. It's, there's a specific community that we want to serve. We want to make sure that we're serving the people that are most appreciative of their business. You know, they're not just in it to make a buck. They really are artists in their own right. And so we want to make sure that we, um, that we not, that we serve them, that we care for them, that we help them to continue to grow. So it's, it's more than just, you know, we are editing photos for real estate. Totally. Yep. It's all about finding the right people. Um, because at the end of the day, whether it's hiring folks or getting somebody to pay you, um, they're going to respect you more. They're going to be more bought in. They're going to view you as part of their team and part of their family if you're servicing them to their specific needs. Um, so every single time when we bring clients in, right, like I said, it is a, a custom process for determining their custom style. Um, if they have a certain way they want their windows to be done, if they have a certain way that they want their lighting to go ahead and to blend in through all the images, if they have certain things they want to do or put into the TV screens or certain fires that they want to put in or certain skies that they want us to put into the exterior shots of the images, we're going to go ahead and do that for you uh, because we know that means a lot to you and it means a lot to your clients at the end of the day. Yep. Yep. Nope. I mean... 
I again, I just I, I appreciate that so much. I mean, you know, in in the industry I'm in, and I kind of play in a, a few narrow spaces, but one of them being coaching, and um, you know, I'm pretty selective in the people that I coach because, first of all, my name's on the line, and uh, more than that, I want to make sure that they're really in it for the right reasons, right? Like, you know. I want to be the next millionaire is not, you know, my, my target client though, that may be one of the goals that they have. And so it's just so important to, to hold to that integrity for so many reasons, but it also, it's, it's gotta be challenging, right? Because you guys are a young organization still to some degree and you want to grow, um, for yourself, right? We all need to earn an income and for the people over in the Philippines, I think of, you know, just how much more you're able to do, the more you grow as an organization, but there needs to be a lot of discipline and holding back, not breaking one of those kind of rules that you guys have set for yourself and stepping into something you shouldn't, right? Absolutely. Um, and I, I can't say we've never tried to do that or have done that. Um, we've had bigger organizations approach us and have us try to change and bend our rules uh, for how we work with a client and saying that they want cheaper editing or saying that they want faster turnaround or saying that they want us to be able to produce, I mean, mass amounts of images uh, right away and just something that doesn't really fit in our mold and our business model. Um, and we've tried to go down a few of those rabbit holes. And at the end of the day, we found that, you know what, those kind of partnerships just don't really work out for us. Um, we have kind of a, a set clientele that we serve and we service and knowing who that is and just honing in on that has served us well and better than actually trying to chase after these big, we call them whales, right? Um, yep. We have whales, zebras, uh, and squirrels. And we're content with right now just servicing those zebras and squirrels. And if they turn into whales from working with us, great. Um, but just trying to take on one of those huge, huge clients um, and bend over backwards to service them specifically just just hasn't fit the mold at this point. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and my hope in in people that hear uh, this episode today, and you know, as it gets shared, um, you know, uh, what I hope is that you know, obviously, you know, if it fits the niche of you know that they're a real estate photographer or that they know somebody <laughs> that is. Um, that, that, that would spark some interest, but what I really hope causes people to lean in and, and maybe want to even just know more about you guys. Um, and, you know, I'll make sure to, to share some contact information for you, uh, in the show notes. But, um, I, I hope that, that where we spent the majority of, uh, the beginning of our conversation is what really causes people to want to get to know you more, right? I mean, we, we all know the mantra. We do business with people we know, like, and trust. We read all of these, you know, great writers of previous day and our day talking about, you know, the importance of that, right? Building that relationship. And, and, and I think that, um, for people that I know that listen to my podcast, um, you know, those are the people that they want to get to know. And those are the people they want to do business with. They're people like you and you guys uh, that that are, are really in it for something greater than yourself, that have a deep sense of care for and concern for the people that are working for and with you. Uh, and then that you have enough integrity to say no to the glitz and glamour of, uh, you know, of uh, a big deal um, if it doesn't fit, you know, what you're supposed to be doing. And that to me just is the, is the, is one of the best illustrations of like a top organization to want to work with or to do business with. And so like, I really appreciate hearing that stuff and I hope other people do as they have heard that part of our conversation. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're, if you're not a real estate photographer, photographer in general, um, we do have the other side of our business, which does probably service a, a larger group of folks. And that is folio websites. Um, and we came into that just from actually acquiring a small website company from a, uh, a photographer local here in Grand Rapids that he had another company that blew up um, and he just needed somebody to take over his website business. Um, and we did that about three years ago, developed our own platform, um, started servicing again, the photography niche, um, but realized pretty quickly that this platform that we'd built from scratch uh, could be used for anybody. So we really are still focusing on one photographers, but two entrepreneurs and small businesses um, and trying to provide them a great custom designed website for an affordable cost. Um, so if you are looking to get involved and be a part of our story, at least at some level, um, obviously check out photo up if you are a photographer, um, but folio websites is another great way to, to get involved as well. Yeah. And again, like, you know, if, if any part of our conversation has, you know, resonated with somebody listening, I'm just going to encourage you to, to dig into to Devin and photo up and folio a little bit more because, you know, you just never know when, when, when an opportunity may present itself and, and that becomes the go-to for you. Um, okay. So as we're wrapping up, I just want to ask you a couple of questions individually, uh, because, um, uh, yeah, I, I'm really kind of interested to find out a few things. So, um, and, and these are some common questions that I ask uh, as many guests as I get a chance to. So who is your greatest influence in business? Oh man, my greatest influence in business. Um, if I had to say, I think it probably is my father, um, hmm. who's not in business at all <laughs> and never was and never has been. Um, my father, uh, has been or was in the, um, uh, sciences and ran a genetics lab, uh, for, hmm. 30 years and 30 years before that, he was a professor. Um, and he is the most selfless, um, humble, um, just great all around person that I've ever met. Um, and I think stuff that he does day in and day out and has done for not only me and my family members, but others, um, has started to really shape what I do and how I look at my business, um, and my family, uh, because they are, and they can be, interconnected if you let them. Um, so I think just taking the things that I've learned from him and then incorporating those um, different values and different pieces that I've learned along the way and picked up from him into my business and how we operate things here. I think that probably is, is my biggest influence. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, you know, I appreciate that because what I've learned over the years in business is sometimes my greatest influences come from outside of the business world. And so whether it's a person, right? So, you know, you saying your dad, I got a lot of work ethic from my dad and and many really good qualities. Um, but even like when we were talking soccer earlier, right? Just so much, I'm sure, of the discipline you have today and your drive and determination was formed on the soccer field, right? Yeah. Many, many, many years ago. And so there's just, there's such an opportunity to be positively influenced and grown outside of just picking up the next great business book, though there are a lot of really, really good ones out there. Yep. Yep. And it's funny you say that too about the the coaching and my first soccer coach <laughs> was my dad at the end of the day. That's so, awesome. Yep. 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 All right. So if, um, yeah. So if, if you could go back, you know, and, and tell your, you said you're 30. 
I'm 30. Yes. This year. Don't 30. remind me though. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so if you could go back and tell your 20 year old self one thing, what would that be? Man, I think people sometimes look at like regrets and different things and like, what would you do differently or what would you tell yourself? And it's interesting. And like, I think going through my twenties, I probably would have told you a lot of things that I wish I would have done or do this or do that. Um, but now looking back at it, like every single piece, at least of my story has had a moment of, yeah, maybe failure or hardship or struggle, but I've learned so much from those things that I wouldn't be where I am today unless I went through that. So I think the only piece of advice I'd give myself is keep doing what you're doing, go after it, um, and be okay with it. And I think maybe that's one thing I didn't do enough of is doors open and you walk through them. Um, and that's been kind of my mantra with photo up and folio and everything I've done business wise is, Hey, life's going to throw some weird stuff at you and you just have to embrace it. Um, so I think every single part of, of my twenties has gotten me to this point. And at this point, looking at everything right now, where I've been, where we're going, what the future looks like for me and my family and our team, um, I, I wouldn't change a whole heck of a lot right now. That's awesome. All right, Devin. Well, I mean, I just, I appreciate the time that, you know, you spent with me today and, you know, our conversation previously and, and, and in that short period of time, just everything you said, uh, have said is just built off of itself. And I just can see what a great guy you are, but also what a great organization you work for. And so my encouragement to those listening are to reach out to Devin. Uh, I'll make sure to put a link to your LinkedIn profile so they can connect with you on LinkedIn and uh, check out folio and photo up and just play around there. And if you want to reach out to me to get you connected with Devin, I'm happy to do that. But I'm sure that Devin's willing uh, to uh, to have you reach out directly to him. So just Devin, again, thank you so much. Absolutely, Ryan. Yeah, appreciate you having me on. This has been a lot of fun. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast. As always, thank you for your time spended, uh, spending with me today just to listen to a little bit more about what's going out on out in the world of business. I appreciate all your positive feedback, encouragement, support. And if at any time you have any questions you want to reach out to me, please make sure to do so. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Excellence Mindset with Ryan James Miller. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And for more great content and to stay up to date, visit ryanjamesmiller.com. We'll catch you next time.